Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson. Thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Close your eyes and imagine. Your shift is going very, very smoothly. You're standing by the EMS radio when you get a call. University Hospitals, Ambulance 48, coming to you ALS with a 50-year-old female. Altered mental status, found by co-workers at work. She's currently A&O times 1, 140 over 60, pulse of 88, respirations at 18, and a glucose of 120. She is 98% on room and air. She's negative Cincinnati, negative drugs or alcohol found on scene. We do have an IV established in the left AC. She's showing sinus on the monitor at this time. Uh, we are ETA about five minutes here facility. Today, I'm going to give you the approach to altered mental status. And the big takeaway from this episode is this altered mental status mnemonic. It is a core emergency medicine mnemonic that we're going to go through today. The mnemonic is A-E-I-O-U TIPS. T-I-P-S. It stands for alcohol, endocrine and electrolytes, ischemia, opiates, uremia, trauma, infection, poisoning, and seizure stroke. We're going to go through AEIOU tips again in a bit, but first, let's do our approach. It's four steps. Step one, okay, so you have an altered patient. We've gone through this before. Airway, 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 airway. If they can't speak or if they don't have a gag reflex, they can't open their airway, and you start this whole encounter off with an intubation. Step two, stat point of care labs. From the moment that patient hits your door, you need to consider three immediate tests. Finger stick blood glucose, an EKG, and a pregnancy test. These are important labs with most chief complaints, but especially altered mental status. Hypoglycemia can mimic pretty much every single neurologic complaint that there is facial droop, and seizures, and altered mental status, and that is why a finger stick blood glucose is mandatory. An EKG, it shows ischemia, it shows dysrhythmia, that's obvious, but what about clues to hyper and hypokalemia, anticholinergic toxicity, and TCA overdose? The EKG is incredibly, incredibly useful in just an undifferentiated patient. And then finally, that pregnancy test. Obviously, only in females, but let me tell you this. My program does a lot of SIM. I've had two SIM cases this year, in the last year, of an unconscious, quote, overweight female where nobody knew that they were pregnant. One of them was post-ictal from eclampsia, and then one of them was found down after a ruptured ectopic pregnancy. And this is let alone the fact that you need to know if you have two patients. I actually just filled a step three question a few days ago by not getting a pregnancy test in a patient with obvious, simple, uncomplicated urinary tract infection, and then I poisoned an unknown baby with the wrong antibiotic. Step three, I want you to consider using naloxone, 0.4 milligrams of naloxone. This is a drug that reverses opiates. It reverses heroin. It reverses prescription pain medicine. It reverses the leading cause of fatal overdose in America, so this is a big deal. But there's a caveat. 
First, if you chemically force an opiate-dependent person into withdrawal, prepare for all hell to break loose. Second, the half-life of Narcan is shorter than many narcotics that your patient might be taking. So if they get better, and then they freak out, and you let them bounce, in theory, they may stop breathing again, depending on how big their overdose was. So just know what you're getting yourself into. And then step four, this is the big step. A-E-I-O-U, TIPS, T-I-P-S. Alcohol, endocrine and electrolytes, ischemia, opiates, uremia, trauma, infection, poisoning, seizure stroke. We're going to be spending some time here. Stay with me. Write out that A-E-I-O-U TIPS differential. Cross out anything that you can rule out clinically. For example, Alcohol intoxication in a nursing home resident with dementia, probably not. So you can cross that off. But then once you cross off all of the things that you can rule out, you need to order the rest of these tests in the AEILU TIPS mnemonic. A stands for alcohol. This is probably the most common cause of altered mental status. You can get a blood alcohol level. And then remember to give your patients thiamine so that they don't get Wernicke's encephalopathy. E stands for endocrine and electrolytes. Lots and lots of possibilities fall in here. I'm going to give you a few examples. You're already going to have your finger stick blood glucose, but then the other test you need to consider is an electrolyte panel with liver enzymes. Thyroid studies. Typically, a plain TSH is going to do the trick here possibly an ammonia level, if you think the patient might have hepatic encephalopathy. Perhaps they have cirrhosis or something. The first eye is for ischemia, specifically cardiac ischemia. You already have an EKG, so now add on a troponin to fully evaluate for ischemia. O, opiates. Remember, decreased vitals, pinpoint pupils, dry skin. As we mentioned before, consider giving the patient naloxone. U is for uremia, kidney disease. You're going to be picking this up with your electrolyte panel. T is for trauma. Just remember that altered people fall and they get hurt and they can't tell you. So for this, not only are you going to x-ray anything that appears like it might be broken, but you will typically be getting a CT scan without contrast of the patient's head and C-spine. The second eye, the eye in tips, infection. Obviously, anything can get infected. So when you do your full physical exam, you're looking for clues like cellulitis, abdominal tenderness, pus draining from things. But as far as testing, there are three big infections that you need to consider with every single altered mental status patient. Urinary tract infection, pneumonia, and encephalitis. It's really, really easy to get a cath urinalysis and a portable chest x-ray on most patients to evaluate for this. The real difficulty is going to be when do you do that lumbar puncture to look for encephalitis? Because classically, the triad for encephalitis is headache, altered mental status, and fever. But the issue is that most people typically only will develop maybe two out of three of those signs, and they already have altered mental status. And I've seen this done a bunch of different ways, but the way I do it is to do a lumbar puncture on anyone with altered mental status, no obvious cause after the initial workup, plus either a headache, 
or evidence of infection. Other tests that fall into the infection category are your complete blood count, blood cultures with lactic acid if you think they might have sepsis, things like that. P is for poisoning. Look for those five big toxidromes that we talked about last week. You can also add on a blood Tylenol level, salicylate level, and a urine drug screen as well. And then finally, S is for seizure stroke. Lots of things here can cause altered mental status. A post-ictal patient, someone who's just had a seizure, is going to be pretty altered immediately after the seizure. There's something called non-convulsive seizures or non-convulsive status epilepticus. So you need to look at your patient very, very closely to make sure that they're not actively having a seizure. And then you can get your hemorrhagic strokes and your ischemic strokes. And so for this step, what you need to do is your full neuro exam and probably a CT head without contrast if you didn't get one up in the trauma section. Those are your four steps. Don't forget airway. You have those three bedside point-of-care tests considered naloxone and then run through that A-E-I-O-U tips mnemonic. I want to give a special shout-out today to my new friend, Phil Ajay. He is a paramedic out in Chicago who is going to be helping me with some of these episodes. That was him doing the radio call earlier. And he's actually a really big player in disaster medicine. He's the Senior Emergency Management Coordinator for Chicago, like all of Chicago. He's an expert on active shooters, department safety. He's a podcasting enthusiast. I'm really excited to have his help. So I just want to welcome him. For the rest of you, I hope you found this episode useful. Until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.